from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jack and Can. Coming off of just a little bit of time off here, joined by Johnny. John, how we doing today, buddy? Doing good, man. Doing really good. This is going to be a super weird week to do who's on top, Colts. Um, yeah, you know what, John? Go for it. This, <laughs> I actually, I wasn't even thinking about who's on top. You know what, John? Go ahead. D- tell, tell everybody all those top teams that are left. All right. Well, NBA, we're down to the Heat and the Nuggets. That's who's on top. We're going to find out who ends up on top. Coves the Heat and the Nuggets playing tonight as we record this on June 1st. NHL, Coves. I know you probably haven't been watching too much NHL since the Bruins got eliminated. No, Am I right? They keep playing the same nights as the NBA games. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. They're, the finals are going to be that way, too, to an extent. Game, game one of the NHL championships going to be game two for the nba championship i'm like i'm watching basketball that's freaking brutal so nhl we got the panthers and golden knights who's on top nobody freaking knows nba and nhl haven't played game one as of yet that was the quickest who's on top right there but Colbs, we're not going to let you go by without mentioning MLB, by the way. Of course, we got to bring it up here. This is going to be the longest part of who's on top. American League AL East, Colts' team, the Tampa Rays, <laughs> sitting on top over there at 40 and 18. They struggled with the Cubs in their last series. They they ended up either, it was either a 2-2 split or like a, a 1-3. and three. They didn't play Chicago very well. It was disappointing. Hey, they're they're still on pace. They're on track over there. We got the O's in that division, 35 and 21, followed by the Yankees, 34 and 24. The Blue Jays, who isn't really doing that good, but somehow, some way, Colbs, they're beating the Red Sox. Red Sox in last place in that division, barely over 500 by one game. AL Central, twins sitting on top. 29-27, 29-27, followed by the Tigers. We got the AL West with the Rangers sitting on top over there at 35-20, and 20, followed by the Astros. And, of course, we have to give a shout-out to the Angels, who's sitting at 30-27 and 27 in third place. I would also like to just shout-out that the Padres suck. <laughs> hey, we're getting to the Padres. We're almost there. NL East. Oh, they're NL West. All right. Well, regardless, <laughs> hey, fuck them. I am so sick of the Padres and their bullshit. Well, they do, and we're going to get there in just a moment. NL East first. We got the Braves at 33 and 23, followed by the Perfect. Mets. Perfect. The other team that I can shit on. Fuck the Mets, too. I'm <laughs> sick of their shit. I know. Me, too. Trust me. Me freaking, too. We got the NL Central. We got the Brewers sitting on top over there, 29-27. Pirates and Reds and the Cardinals and the Cubs are practically still kind of in it. Furthest team back is four and a half games back. NL West, who other than the Dodgers 
sitting on top over there, 34 and 23, followed by the D-backs, the Giants, and then the Padres, and then the Rockies, just barely. Ladies and gents, everyone predicted the Padres to be much better than they are. They spent boatloads of money, and they're getting zero. Dude, I'm getting so tired of it. One of the things that I like to do when I'm putting together my baseball parlays for the day is I'll try to hit like a four-teamer, and what I I really strive to do, and this has honestly been one of my best methods is taking the Rays, taking the Yankees, and taking whoever's playing against Oakland. Like That's three of my four right there. That's true. And it keeps working. But then with the fourth, what I end up trying to do is pick the biggest favorite on the board. Now, sometimes that's the Dodgers. That one seems to work. But there, there's actually three teams that have been doing this to me. But the Cardinals, I should know better just because they don't really have all the pieces. But the Padres and the Mets keep being these massive favorites every night. And they just fucking lose. But then they're just good enough that when they should get smoked by a really good team, They'll just go ahead and knock off a win real quick right there. And it's like, you guys got to be fucking kidding me. I yeah. hate I hate these teams. Get out of this league. It don't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I'm pulling for the Mets. It's not done yet, Colbs. And at least it's no, not. I know. The trade deadline hasn't happened yet. <laughs> that There'll be some moves if these two teams are still where they are right now. Yeah, they'll just swap each other's players with each other, and then they're <laughs> going to be the same shit. You know what would be funny if they actually end up doing that? We got to come back on a pot and just strictly talk about that. You're predicting the future. I know we talked about it in the past, like a year ago. What was the name of that person that would predict the future? Nostradamus. Thank you. That will be your new nickname, Cole. Something I can't say. Nostradamus. Nostradamus. Can't say. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting there, dude. Coles, I got to bring this up. Going back to NBA real quick. I know we're not going to talk about it too, too much. I want to talk about NBA sports bets. I am so sad the Lakers got eliminated because that was one of the teams (laughs) that won some money. However, Colbs knows this. Ladies and gents, you might know this if you've been tuning in for a little while. Long time ago, back in April, (laughs) beginning of April, I said, ah, you know what? Let me put $1.61 on the Miami Heat winning the championship. Colbs, I can win. Like $225 on my $1 and change bet. I'm smacking myself because I wish I put $10 down. Uh, See, John, that's the thing, though. If you'd put the $10 down, they would have gotten shut out in Milwaukee. Like, that's that's how that works. You, You did that right. That's true. I'll take that payout all day long. No risk, a ton of reward. So I am 100% all in on Miami. Now that I have... Not big money on the line. I mean, two hundred dollars is you know kind of big. Well, money I mean, you have a dollar sixty one on the line, so that's that's the, <laughs> yeah, the thing point, here. That point, that's yeah. the big key about this. You yeah. don't have big money on the line. You have well, the potential of winning big money on the line. I feel like I have big money on the line. So if I see those <laughs> shots being missed, I'm like, damn it! You just costed me two hundred and some odd dollars. That's why I don't understand when dudes are putting down like $100 on a bet. I'm like, the amount of just nervous energy I would have throughout that, like, it's one thing if if it's like, okay, like I'm putting 100 bucks, this guy's going to knock down a three right now because you know it almost instantaneously whether that does or does not happen. But if you're sitting there for two and a half hours watching a game, knowing at the end of it, this is going to go one of two ways. You're either going to lose your 100 or you're going to make like, 
that I don't know anywhere from 200 to 500. Yeah. Based on whatever betting odds you're taking, like that's, Oh my God, that would be terrifying. Oh, it would be. And that's going to be me. That same energy level that you're talking about <laughs> is going to be me with my little dollar 61. So Cobes all along this whole season, I'm like, yeah, Cobes, I'll tune into a game. I tune into a game, like literally tune into it. And I'm like, Oh, that was cool. Well, if I have the damn chance, like tonight is going to hurt me because I really want the wheat, the heat to win. However, I got work super early in the morning, <laughs> so I'm just going to hope that they pull it off. <laughs> but I, mean, I want to tune in. That's in all seriousness, John. This, uh, granted, I we'll we'll get down into you know talking more about the game as we get into the Jack and Can show. But yeah, for for right now, just something to throw out there for you, for the audience, for anybody that wants to listen. This is probably going to be one of the most boring NBA final series that you've ever seen. Now, people that really just love the game of basketball are going to enjoy it, but this is not going to be flashy. This isn't going to have like a whole ton of flair and flavor to it. This is going to be very like nuts and bolts basketball. And it's going to be a lot of just nobody turns the ball over. Everybody makes the right play, whether the shots go down or not. It's going to be very simplistically played the way the basketball was almost like it was originally supposed to be played. That's what the series is going to be. So isn't that exciting to the OG basketball fans? That that's exciting. So that would be exciting to like the people that like watching college ball. What over about you? NBA. I, uh, I figured now for for me this. So I'm going to enjoy it, but I would have I would have preferred to see somewhat of a different matchup here, and not just because I wanted the Lakers to be there. I like having somebody with the star power, and the star power not just like Jimmy Butler has has some of this, but it only comes out at certain times where he can just take over a game and it becomes his game. Now, Jokic has that, but he has it the same way that say, for example, like Tim Duncan had that where, yeah, he was controlling the entire game, but it wasn't fun. It wasn't exciting. It's it's a dude that's posting you up and hitting turnaround hook shots, except that this guy also passes the ball really well, which can be cool, but that's, that's not really what you're looking for. Most of the time, it's like a casual basketball watcher, somebody that doesn't really watch the sport, and you're just coming in to see what it's like. You're you're going to get a taste of something that looks a little bit more like 1968. <laughs> I'm here for it. Maybe that means I really have to tune in now. I mean, sure. <laughs> Go for it. I'm just telling oh, you right now. 19, like You say 1968, so in my head, I'm thinking about the underhand Free throws, the uh, old school shorts up to the chest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the underhand free throw, that was, I mean, even back then, not a whole lot of players did that. That was mostly a Rick Barry thing. But, I mean, that's that's long gone. We've seen it a few times here and there. I, I saw Shaq try it out one time just because he was always so shitty at free throws. Which is just amazing. Just doing it different, but... Yeah, I mean, we we've seen it happen, but more more or less, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of find the open man and make the right play kind of stuff. You're not going to see a lot of turnovers in this series. It's going to be very rare, even though Jimmy Butler and Contavious Caldwell Pope are both great at stealing a basketball. Neither one of these teams really turn the ball over. So you're not going to see like, holy shit, this team had 17 turnovers and there was breakaway dunks. You're not going to get any of that. 
Uh, honestly, <laughs> if they had an over under of just dunks in this series, I whatever it is, I would take the under because I wouldn't be shocked if it's like two dunks a game. All right. Yeah, not bad. Colves. I know we're going to talk more about NBA in a little bit, dude, on the Jack and Can show. I want to talk to you a little bit about NFL for the next eight minutes. D Hop. Well, sure I mean, you heard the news. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, yeah. My whoa, friend. Whoa. Hey, there, there, there's one more NBA note, and then there's an NFL note coming as well. So Ooh. let's let's hold off on D Hop for a second because he's not really that important right now. We're not gonna hop to D Hop. No, no, not just yet. Okay. Uh, first, yeah. let me just break this down a little bit for you and for the audience for the new collective bargaining agreement within the NBA, right? So Uh-oh. this is going to take effect starting next season. So they have their salary cap, which I believe is set at $180 million, And obviously within that, you can get whatever players you want. If you go over that cap, uh, which most teams do, there is now going to be tiers set up. And granted, I don't know so much about tier one, but if you get over the second tier, there is now going to be a whole ton of things that you are not able to do. Say, for example, um, you won't be able to make deadline trade deals, the kind of deals that brought in Kevin Durant to Phoenix, the kind of deals that brought over Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Those deals would not have been able to take place if they happened a year from now. They they, that is not within the new CBA. Those deals would have been next. Also, teams that are over that second tier will not be able to sign players that are bought out. So, for example, Russell Westbrook getting bought out from Utah, signing with the Clippers would not have happened, would have been able to. The Clippers have spent too much money. So this leads me to Bob Myers, the president and GM of the Golden State Warriors, officially stepping down a couple of days ago. And when you look at the warrior situation, right? They obviously pay Steph a lot of money, but then they have in there where they have to have deals set in place between Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Jordan Poole. They're not going to be able to keep all those guys. One of those guys is going to have to move on top of that. They've got Andrew Wiggins that they have some real money spent in there. There's guys on that roster that make money. So the Warriors are particularly in a circumstance where they're either going to have to just say, we can't sign, like we'll bring back one of you, or they're going to be stuck in a spot where they're just going to be in that second tier. They won't be able to really make any moves. It also means you can't use the mid-level exception, which I know, John, you probably aren't very familiar with that, but that's a deal where you can bring in a veteran player. Um, it's, It's kind of a deal that gives them an adequate amount of money that even if you're over your salary cap, you can still sign them using this mid-level exception. That's why it's called an exception. Uh, They won't be able to do that if they're in the second tier, so they won't be able to go grab attractive veteran free agents to add to the roster. They're they're basically going to have to either just go over and they're just going to be over and won't be able to make any moves throughout the course of the season, or they're going to have to shed some players right just now. If I was Bob Myers, I probably wouldn't want to be there right now either because that sounds fucking terrible. Like, can you imagine that team? Like, first off, you probably, I mean, you're already in a tough scenario because what are you going to do? Not keep Clay Thompson? Like, it's the Slash Brothers. So, okay, you're going to keep him. I know it makes sense. Yeah, get rid of Jordan Poole, which I likely they will. But it doesn't even seem like they might not have the money to be able to match a deal to bring back Draymond Green. So we might see a 
Golden State Warriors that's either paying for Draymond Green and they aren't able to make any other moves, or you're going to see Draymond Green walk out of there. One way or another, the Warriors probably are going to be a lesser team next year than they were this year. I don't blame them. I'd want to step down from that, too. I don't want to be put in the fire of whatever's about to come their way. So I just want to make that statement here because I think we're going to see a lot less movement in the NBA, uh, especially next year. I, I have to imagine a lot of these teams are still going to be over that second tier just because there's a lot of teams that spend a, a pretty solid chunk over the salary cap. Just now, it's not going to be, okay, you're paying uh, you're paying extra for how much over the salary cap you are. Now it's you're not able to do shit because you're over the salary cap by this much. So I, I think we're going to see a lot of teams that have to pretty much stay with the exact rosters they have just because that that's the only option outside of trade away all your guys, And which, by the way, um, there's really not a lot of teams that can take them. So you're kind of just going to be stuck. And then what this is going to do in free agency is there's going to be a lot of non-star players that, for example, might have been able to get a deal for five mil or uh, five years, $90 million to be a very significant role player. Those players are now probably going to be more like five years for $60 million. Now You're going to see a real drop-off in what role players are making in the NBA. And actually, I, I don't know that the that the player side of this, that they saw that coming when they signed this deal, but that's exactly what's going to happen because you're not going to pay the stars less. You want the stars. So I think uh, I think there's a lot of guys that probably just got screwed in this one, but it's kind of besides the point. I just wanted to bring up the correlation directly to Bob Myers, the Warriors GM, because they were in specifically a really bad spot. Now, John, we are going to hop over to football, but it ain't. It ain't about D Hop. I couldn't give a shit less right now. NBA we still, still ain't hopping to D Hop. <laughs> no, 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 no. But John, do you see how the wheels are turning and Tom Brady's absolutely playing football next year? Uh, I, I guess he released some sort of video today. I don't know if that's true or not, or if somebody just. Oh, I have not something. seen anything from today. So if there's something that happened today, I'm also unaware of it. Uh, let me put together all the dots for you, John. So first off, he backed out of his broadcasting deal worth, you know, like $300 million. He was like, ah, I don't want to do it. So he, uh, he walked away from that. He bought partial ownership of the Las Vegas Raiders. And guess who happens to be on that roster right now is the starting quarterback, John. It's, uh, it's Jimmy that? Garoppolo. Hey. So not only has he sat down Jimmy in the past, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo just happens to have a clause in his particular deal where if the Raiders decide to cut him this summer, it actually costs the Raiders no money, no cap hit, no nothing. They could just be free and clear of Jimmy G if they just don't feel like having him for whatever reason this summer, but only this summer. Uh, additionally, John, and here was the last point that we've got to put together outside of the fact that this is clearly the exact thing he was like doing last year in Miami, where he was like, yeah, I'm going to buy partial ownership and then come and play for you guys. And which by the way, like the dolphins got fined for that. They, they got fined. They had a draft pick taken away for all this collusion kind of shit. Uh, you might also remember Tom Brady had a coach in place there with Sean Payton. And the whole reason this thing blew up was due to the coaching situation in Miami. So that was uh, that was what really hurt there. Now, in Vegas, he has Josh McDaniel, his offensive coordinator of 20 years. So he's got a guy. And I don't know if you've seen this commercial for Hertz, but um, 
it's Tom Brady just saying that, you know, since retirement, he just hasn't really had anything to do. And they're like, oh, well, Hertz is going to fix that for you because it's a Hertz commercial. So they spin a wheel and it's like, oh, you're going for blank days to Denver. Well, if you look at the Las Vegas Raiders schedule, John, guess who they play week one? They go to Denver and play the Broncos. Hey, Johnny, Tom Brady is coming back and I'm calling it now. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's been so many rumors floating around over the past couple of days. Looks like Tom Brady posted a video uh, today uh, just issuing a statement that he is absolutely not returning. So Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he said, no, he said he is done. He said, uh, quoting him, I'm certain I'm not playing again. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) long summer. Long summer. (laughs) It is a long summer. I don't know exactly when the uh, when the mark is that they'd have to release Jimmy G by. But just uh, maybe I'll look into that and we'll report back. He'll he'll take the year off. And then he'll come back when he's 46 years old. Oh, no, no, no. See, John, if he does that, then the Raiders have to do something else with Jimmy G because they can only cut him for no money costs this summer. It, that's not in effect next summer. It, it's happening this year. But we're going to see, man. We're going to see. What, what do you want to say about D-Hop before we get out of here? Because I'm sure it's you know riveting. No, I just wanted to know what do you think D Hop would be the most effective team? Like, where do you think he would fit fit the best? Buffalo right or Kansas City? Career? It's the same as same same as it was for every conversation about receivers last year. Buffalo and Kansas City they they could use another weapon. That's the two Nothing places. With Baltimore? No, I mean sure, cool, right. but it it's not going to be like this game changing thing. I saw something about you know Deshaun Watson wants him in Cleveland. Sweet, have him. It's not yeah. really going to do much. So. Yeah, um, if it's not Buffalo or Kansas City, I mean, it means something, but it doesn't mean as much. If he goes to Baltimore, maybe maybe they win the AFC North and then just lose in the playoffs. If he goes to Cleveland, are they a contender? Um, to maybe make the playoffs. Hmm. I could see that happening too. Reunited. Yeah, but they're they're not they're not going to like end up being a Super Bowl contender. We'll see, Cobes. We'll see. I predicted the Heat making it to the championship. Maybe I predict Cleveland making the championship. You didn't predict it. You just put a dollar sixty-one on it because it paid a lot. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I, sounded better. I said 